everybody, welcome back into another edition of Prime Sports World. And for the 2022-23 NFL season, this will be our final recap episode of the year as the National Football League has come to a close as Super Bowl 57 is now officially in the books. Uh, I have shared the StreamYard link, into a, so if anybody wants to join our show, as long as you have knowledge of the National Football League, you can join Talk Some Football with us. I've also shared the, the website for all of our streaming platforms. Uh, so if you do happen to miss us live, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Uh, I'm, of course, your host, David on Point Huffman. Uh, right there from the Daily Blitz Top blog is my good friend, Christian Simpson. Welcome into the show, my friend. Um, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. I forgot to update this graphic, but bam. Uh, we're going to talk about 50, Super Bowl 57. Uh, before we get into some nitty-gritty, man, let me just tell you, this was a very entertaining Super Bowl. Yeah, it definitely was. I mean, I, I was thoroughly impressed. Um, I knew 30 points was at least going to decide the outcome of this football game. And just think about it. Neither team has really seen what the other had to possess. You know, I think Patrick Mahomes is probably the best quarterback that the Eagles have faced all year long. And this Eagles defense Maybe outside of Buffalo with a healthy Von Miller and the Bengals, this defense in Philly was probably one of the best, better defenses that the Chiefs have seen all year long. And I, I also think, you know, they, well, even though they negated a lot of the defense, I mean, the Eagles didn't get a sack. We'll talk about that here in a few minutes. But, uh, yeah, this was a super entertaining Super Bowl. Uh, first half was very entertaining. Second half was even better. Um, quick, really entertaining back-and-forth game uh, in Super Bowl 57. As if you do not know already, the Kansas City Chiefs won Super Bowl 57 by a final score of 38-35. Patrick Mahomes wins his second Super Bowl MVP. He was 21 of 27, 182 yards, three touchdowns. He also put in 44 yards rushing. Uh, Travis Kelsey, six catches for 81 yards and a touchdown. Isaiah Pacheco really had a good game. And Kansas City Chiefs as a team really ran the ball well in this game. 15 carries for 76 yards and a touchdown. Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore both had receiving touchdowns. The Sky Moore one, that guy could not have been op more open. The Kadarius Tony too, like those were just walk-in touchdowns. Uh, Nick Bolton had potentially the game of his life. Nine tackles, like eight of them solo. He also had a fumble recovery for a touchdown. Uh, two sacks for the Chiefs as a team. Jalen Hurts may have had the best overall game in the Super Bowl, though. Uh, 27 of 38. Nothing to hang his head about the way he played in this game. 27 of 38, 304 yards, one touchdown. He also had 70 yards on the ground with three touchdowns through on the ground. Devontae Smith, seven for 100. A.J. Brown, six catches for 96 yards, a touchdown, including a really nice touchdown. Uh, and then this formidable Eagles defense, zero sacks. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, as he was dealing with a high ankle sprain for the majority of the game. Yeah, um, you know, I look at I look at Kansas City's defense and I just kind of like how they were able to simplify things at times. And that's the thing about Steve Spagnuolo. You just never know what you're going to get from him, especially with your defensive line. And if you have a D-line that can consistently get after the quarterback, he's going to continue to throw that at the opposing team and at their quarterback until they can find a way to stop it and neutralize it. And you said it best, Nick Bolton had the game of his life. And I think he started to become a force on this Kansas City defense, really elevated his play. Just wait until he can start rushing the passer. But he's known primarily as a run stopper. And he's their best at when it comes to stopping a run on that Kansas City defense. Um, you know, when I think of the Chiefs this year, I think of mental toughness because that's exactly what you saw. 
really you didn't hear a lot about the you know the rump the the you really didn't hear them talk they heard a lot of the rumblings and they just kept everything internally remember a lot of teams a lot of people wrote them off thinking they weren't going to be much of anything without Tyreek Hill and how the AFC West how they bolstered their rosters to try and compete with the Chiefs, but the Kansas City and, Chiefs. And, still- and, and during this whole process, I mean, they doubted against Cincinnati. Nobody, if you watch the Fox pregame show, not a single person on that panel picked the Kansas City Chiefs. And I think the Kansas City Chiefs for sure took that to heart. They're like, nobody believes in yeah. us. Nobody thinks we can win. We're going to show you. We can We can win. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, and all I know is um, – you know, I look at the Chiefs offense now, there's more depth. Yeah, you know, Travis Kelsey is the primary guy, but, you know, Juju stepped up yesterday. Um, Kadarius Tony stepped up, and you talk about Sky Moore being wide open on that one play. You saw how that happened, right? Because they were trying to rush Mahomes up the middle. It was an all-out blitz, and yep. nobody accounted. For Sky Moore, and that's why he was. So I mean, they, they they literally ran the same play. Like that's Sky Moore. Uh, Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony were just the same exact play, just opposite sides of the field, and they were literally walking touchdowns. And Sky Moore had that great punt return there at the end of the. Or was it Tony had the great punt return in that game too? Uh, that basically set them up at the five. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know whatever whatever pregame conversation or in the in the halftime conversation happened during this game as well. I mean, the Kansas City Chiefs came out. They did not, they did not get not stop scoring. They couldn't get stopped. They, they scored every time they had the ball in the second half, either by a field goal or a touchdown. Cause they, they used tempo. That's what it was. I think they beat the Eagles at their own game. So the Eagles were doing that in the first half. And then the chiefs kind of turned it on, but that's the one thing you have to realize about Andy Reid. He's a wizard. I think he's the best coach in the league right now. I, I think so as well. I mean, he really has coached well. Uh, there's some more numbers uh, that playing out in the Super Bowl uh, as Kansas City won this game, 38 to 35. Uh, Philadelphia basically dominated. When you look at the like the stats that matter in this game, uh, they had more total yards, they had more passing yards. Uh, sh- shockingly, Kansas City had uh, more rushing yards than the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they had they had more penalties though. One of them could be costly. We'll talk about that one penalty here in a minute. Uh, they had one turnover that was pretty costly that Mick Bolton took back for the end zone. Uh, only get two sacks in this game. Uh, I think the defense would be able to get generate a little bit more pressure uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. 25 first downs to Kansas City's 21, uh, and they dominated time possession by over 11 minutes. This is it. The Eagles, whatever Kansas City did, like the adjustment that they made, and Nick Sirianni never really adjusted. And this defense that was valid all season long kind of struggled in the second half of this game for sure. Yeah, they they definitely did, and I got to give a lot of credit to the Chiefs' offensive line for really being able to neutralize that pass rush. They got after everybody except the Kansas City Chiefs, and when you get no pressure on Patrick Mahomes, you get carved up. You have to hit him behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, uh, and the what I mentioned when I was talking about the stats and numbers here. I mean, Jalen Hurts has nothing to hang his head about. I mean, he really played a perfect game with this outside of the you know the fumble. But I mean, that was just him trying to make a play and just kind of something that happens. But I mean, his stat line for this game: twenty-seven to thirty-eight, three hundred four yards, a touchdown. He also had three rushing touchdowns in this game. I think it's uh, the second time he's had a game like this in his career. Nobody else has more than one. Yeah, and you know, one thing I want to say about Jalen Hurts. He's a leader, 24 years old. And just look at how that team has really rallied around him. Because I noticed this after that fumble that he lost and Kansas City recovered it and took it to the end zone. 
He's on the sideline telling his offensive lineman and his teammates, look, that's on me. We're going to go get the next one. That's what leadership and accountability is all about. Yeah, and I mean, Nick Sirianni had a pretty good game plan here uh, up, up until basically the second half where, you know, the offense just kind of sputtered there a little bit too. Uh, but they were still able to get points on the board, and this was a really well-coached game around the, uh, from, from bo- on both sides of this Um you got to tip your hat to Kansas City, though. I mean, they found a way to win the game. Uh, this is one of the more entertaining Super Bowls that I've watched in a long time. Um, so kudos to both of these teams for putting on an entertaining football game. Um, let's talk about the holding call. Um, you, you know, if you don't already know, this is a Kansas City is stopped on third down uh, towards the end of the game. They're still in field goal range, um, and it comes out the holding call. Um, the holding call is is somewhat questionable, but it gives Kansas City an automatic first down. It allows them to get three plays. It allows them to burn some more clock. It basically allows them to seal the game with a field goal. And that's essentially what happened. What do you think about the call? What do you think about just in general, just all, all the field, all the stuff with that call? I mean, James admitted that he did hold. Um, but did you hear what else he said? He also mentioned, I didn't think they called that at that moment of the game. Because here's the thing, penalties happen left and right, and refs will just kind of let them play. But my thing is, if you're going to make that call at that moment and you're not going to call everything else, then what's the point? You see what I'm saying, David? Mm-hmm. Like, be transparent. Be consistent with your calls because it's a, a call like that can unfortunately determine the outcome of a humongous football game. And that's exactly what happened. But Kansas City did exactly what I said they were going to do. I remember talking to somebody during the game, and I said, look, this is what's going to happen. Kansas City is going to force Philly to use their last timeout. And they they did exactly what you just said as well. They're going to run those three plays. They're going to not score purposely, and they're going to narrow the clock down. They're going to wind the clock down. They're going to get it to about 10, 11, maybe 12 seconds, and he's going to call a timeout because they knew Philly couldn't stop the clock. And on top of that, Kansas City was playing chess while the Eagles were playing checkers. I I, I 100% agree with you. I, I just – that is a call, like, that basically decided the – well, I still think – Kansas City would have won this game regardless uh, if they had to kick the field goal and then punt it and then kick it off the, the Eagles. I still think they win the Super Bowl regardless. But that call, you just can't make that call at, at that moment in the time in a Super Bowl. It's too important of a moment. It's too big of a call for something that's borderline ticky-tack. Like it, it, sure, it was a penalty, but is it egregious enough that it basically decided the Super Bowl? I, I just don't. I don't. I just don't like the call. Like I, I don't like it. I don't like the refs basically because now it puts all of this. You've already. Seen, you, I'm sure you've seen the internet. You've seen people. The comments people have made since since then. It puts it puts the whole credibility of the league in jeopardy. Yeah, it definitely does. And I mean, this isn't the the first time that we've seen questionable officiating, especially in the playoffs. I mean, look at what happened in the NFC Championship a couple years ago between the Rams and the Saints. Remember, Saints are driving the ball down the field, and Breeze is trying to get the football. I forgot the receiver. I think it was um, Marquez uh, Callaway, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think. Uh, Don't quote me on that. You can look it up if you want, David. But that's clear pass interference, and they didn't even call that. So it's one thing when you make these types of calls in a regular season, but a playoff game, come on. 
And not to mention, it was a game that was relatively flag-free. I mean, only nine penalties throughout the entire game. It wasn't really one of those games where you saw the laundry coming out a lot. They were actually letting these guys play a little bit. And then yeah. when the like the biggest moment of the game you want to call a penalty, I just don't like the timing, the moment. Um, yes, it was probably a penalty. It was more than if if it's if it's not the Super Bowl, I, I mean, you probably make that call. And I, TJ, if TJ were here in, in the show right now, he would be talking about if you how, how would you feel if you were a fan of your team and they didn't make that call in, in the biggest moment. I would be okay with it if I was if I was a fan of that team and that didn't get called. I'd be like, okay. I mean, that's I, I don't want to win that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, you said it best. I mean, Kansas City was good enough to win on their own merits. They probably win the game anyways. But, I mean, this has been a season that's been kind of myriaded with all of these officials' decisions on penalties and such where they can they just make calls and they're just like, well, we have no repercussions on officials for making calls like this. Um, and it's been a season where games have been put in question because of calls made by officials. So, like calls not called and calls called. It just shouldn't be this way. At all. The show, Israel Rivera, CEO, of Prime Sports World. What's up, man? What's going? What's going on, guys? Sorry, sorry for being late, guys. Oh, no, but no. Uh, better, better, better. You know, you know, better late than never, right? Um, <laughs> um, yeah, man. You know, if I know what you're talking about, you know, the the holding call at the end of the game. I hate to see that be called. Um, but it was, you know, if you look at it, it was a hold. I mean, you know, in any other game in the regular season that would be called in the first, second, third, fourth quarter. It doesn't matter. I just think everybody looks at it as the magnitude of the situation in the game. And um, they kind of, you know, are like, well, it, it, you know, we, we would have loved to see that ball come back to the Eagles, you know, because, you know, obviously that, that was kind of ticky tacky. Right. And so um, you, you, you would love to see, Jalen Hurts get a shot at, you know. And also, it gives the opportunity to have an epic conclusion to what was an epic Super Bowl. And now no, nobody's really even talking about how good, how well played. Well, three minutes, he had so much momentum. He would have scored another touchdown on the Kansas City Chiefs and won, the, and won the Super Bowl. That's how much confidence I had in Jalen Hurts down the stretch there. And, you know, and nobody's really even talking about how well played the Super Bowl was because of this one call. It just diminishes the entire product. Like it just, it's just upsetting to see. It is. It is very upsetting. But you know what also is upsetting? The Philadelphia defense. That they, they, they were very upsetting <laughs> too, as well. Um, this is a team that had, uh, you know, a franchise record in sacks. They were top five in what NFL history in sacks. Yeah, they were I mean, in they the were, same breath. As the Chicago a, Bears, the 85 Bears, the Ravens, they were, they were, they were in that same breath. They had the number one passing defense by a long shot, number one in sacks by a long shot. But, you know, one thing But one thing I will say about them is that you know, teams can run on them, right? Teams can run on them. Um, and so what did the, field, uh, the, the Kansas City Chiefs do? They ran the ball. They were, they were physical with, with, the, with the running style with Isaiah Pacheco. He set the tone, right? Isaiah Pacheco. Undrafted rookie out of Rutgers. Who would have thought that he'd be, you know, scoring a touchdown, 70 yards, 15 carries or whatever, and he was just physical as ever. That offensive line needs uh, some some praise because you literally held them to no sacks in the game. They could not get the Patrick Mahomes at all. 
Um, and I know that I know that the Hassan Reddick had that one play where he kind of injured Patrick Mahomes a little bit. Was that Hassan Reddick or was it somebody? I think that was Hassan Reddick where Patrick Mahomes twisted yeah, his ankle before the half. Yeah. yeah, and so and so that was like the only like like David he had he was not pressured at all. They he had a clean pocket most of the game. The one thing I will say this they did they did flex that 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 passing defense because he didn't throw for two hundred yards. He couldn't get the ball down the field. But you know what? The second half adjustments were made by Andy Reid. These guys want to play man. These guys are cocky. They want to play press. They think that they think that they have you know. Uh, uh, um, James Bradbury and and, and um, uh, Darius Slay and and Juju and you know whoever else that we have at, at MVS can't get loose with MVS didn't get loose. So you know what we do? We put our two fastest guys there in goal line in short yarded situations. Sky Moore and Kadarius Tony, and we run the same play on different sides. And kill you because you're so aggressive. They, the the Andy Andy Reid fired Nick Sirianni back in what 2013, 2014? When he was the quarterback coach. And he outcoached them in the second half in the Super Bowl, you know, years, ten almost eight years, ten years later. So, you know, I I, I look at it. and then another thing I want to say, guys, because I didn't get my I didn't get my marbles off. Another thing I want to say, didn't I say this? When we previewed it about special teams, what happened with the Kadarius Tony yeah. punt return? Right, uh, 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 I well, uh, said this. This is the this ten is the times. Thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. So, like their punter, the Eagles punter was injured, and he only only came back for the Super Bowl. Like he didn't play at all in the playoffs. Like, and then he he shanks that punt that Kadarius Tony almost basically takes to the house. The line drive. Yeah. And but my thing is no, they had them bottled up, David. My thing is is that you had them bottled up, right? You you should attack them. This is a punt unit that's only done it ten times in a regular season. They've only gone down there and covered a punt ten times on the season. I said this. I said, man, Kadarius Tony gets a punt. He might he might do some damage. Scott Moore gets a punt. He might do some damage because this unit just doesn't have the experience. Of covering that changed a lot of that changed the whole complexion of that game in a way in the second half. I mean, Kadarius punt, Kadarius Tony gets the punt, gets down there in the goal line, touchdown. Like it basically tied the game. They I go mean, up one. They real, go up like, one. They go up one. They, they go up one on that. I mean, um, but yeah, I, I think so. I, I think all you said it's something we always talk about on this show is. Travis Kelsey is like always wide freaking open, like every single game. Like, they can't guard him. Like, he's the best player on the team. You can't guard him. Like, I don't get it. How is he open now constantly? Because they kept playing off in zone. Like, look, to play Travis Kelsey, you need either a very athletic safety with the mindset of a corner. Izzy, correct me if I'm wrong here. You either need an athletic safety with the mindset of a corner, or as soon as he catches the ball, bring him down. It's one of those because I look at him, he's running drag routes, and he's finding a spot in the zone coverage all the time. Izzy, we always talk about finding a sweet spot in that zone read, and Travis Kelsey might be the best at doing that in the National Football League. There's there's no, there's no defense at this point. 
He's the goat. Put a whole, put a jack, put a, a yellow jacket on him. He's the there's no, there's he's no. He's the greatest tight end ever. Like he's better than Tony Gonzalez. I'm sorry, Shannon Sharp. He's better than you two. Oh, you um, rude. Ah, we not gonna diss Tony. I'm, 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 I'm no, no, I'm, no. Stop it. Stop it. He's better than Tony. Uh-uh. He's better than Tony. Uh-uh. We not He's gonna... better than Tony. <laughs> look, and I never say I never say this to my guy. Look, Israel, look, Israel Rivera is my guy. That's my brother. You know, we hold down football <laughs> show now. But it's me and you gonna have to talk after this show. <laughs> but no, but seriously, there's no you. I mean, you could single high him, you could play zone, you could try and double him as much as you can, but he is just he just finds the opening, the opens He's the openings good. of the defense. He's the best at it. Um, he's athletic. He's big. He's a mismatch. He's he's fluid. He's a mismatch on. He gets in and out his cuts, out his breaks. Um, I mean, he's not the greatest blocker. That's one thing I don't. And I don't care. I don't I care. Mean, I, I mean, he's the greatest have, blocker. You don't have. I don't, he doesn't need to be. You don't have Travis Kelsey on your team because he's a great blocker. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So he's a mismatch on any linebacker. It doesn't matter if the, it's the most athletic. Give me the most athletic linebacker in the NFL. Uh, maybe Isaiah Simmons is probably maybe or 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 Warner Fred Warner probably most athletic linebacker one of the most athletic linebackers in the NFL. Uh, they wouldn't even be able to stop Travis Kelsey. That's how good he is. So, um, and he's big. He's big. He's fluid. He's fast. He's strong. You know. So it's just it's he's 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 amazing, man. And then that catch, that shoe string track, that shoe string catch. That's just the that just wraps him all up, right? It's just like. He's got finesse. He's got strength. He's got speed. He's got power. He's got, he's got it all, man. He's got hands. He's got everything. <laughs> and so, you, you you know, when you talk about him getting open, it's nothing. There's nothing you can do about that, man. He's he's gonna get open, man. He's gonna eat regardless. True. True. He's gonna eat regardless, man. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, we were talking about this a little bit earlier. But Jalen Hurts, for sure, nothing to hold his head about. Like, really played well in this game. Oh my um, god! Like he he, he, played, he played, he played awesome in this game. This was this was probably David. This is probably the best game, college or pros, that he's ever played in his life. I sincerely, I mean, he played a hell of a game in the first national championship against Clemson, where Deshaun Watson went down and scored a touchdown uh, to win the game there in that in national championship. Um, he played, I mean, he played the best college. He played the best game of his life. This was this was he was dropping dime. After dime, after dime, and everything that everybody says, oh, Jalen Hurts can't do with his arm. He played. He outplayed Patrick Mahomes. He outplayed Patrick Mahomes. And uh, if it wasn't for, I mean, everybody wants to talk about the fumble, but I mean, yeah, they went up fourteen, but Jalen Hurts got them back, and he 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 kind of squashed that with going having them go up ten points, right? Yeah. So at the halftime, so that fumble fumble was irrelevant. I mean, it's a irrelevant to me. Yeah, try a guy trying to make a play. Just you know, this happens sometimes. Um, in in so my opinion, that in trying to switch hands. So I, I think Jalen Hurts. I mean, I mean, after this performance, I mean, it's kind of hard to to not say like he's he's gonna get paid right. upwards then, of two hundred million. They, 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 don't, so they don't need to pay him for a couple seasons. So for a couple uh, seasons, but he will be. Yeah, he's he going to continue. He's continue to be cheap, and the roster around them can continue to be good. I, and the Eagles have built this roster like they have two first round picks in this year's draft. Oh like, my gosh, they're they're it's gonna, insane. Only, they should only get better, like from here on out. Um, but yeah, we'll, he's we'll only gotten better. I, I've better never seen. Year. I've never seen a quarterback like I've never seen. I mean, the the throws he was making yesterday is just it's just a culmination of all the hard work. And he's a gamer. He's a big game player. I think. 
it was a culmination of, of all his hard work that he's put into in the three years that he's been into the NFL. And I think really pretty much since he left Alabama and has gone to Oklahoma, he's gotten better every single year since then in the last four years. And my whole thing about Jalen Hurts is that, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing you can say about him, man. He's a gamer. He can make, he can make, he's making dimes. He's, he's hard to, to, to bring down in the open. He's hard to bring down, um, you know, from one, two yards out. I mean, that, that quarterback sneak play is pretty much um, like, you know, it's coming and you can't stop it. <laughs> it's indefensible. <laughs> so, you know, you know, it's, 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 it's like, it's like he is going to be a Super Bowl champion one day. It just didn't happen yesterday, but he will be. I, I just honestly, wholeheartedly, you put some more weapons around. You put, you, you probably go get a wide receiver, maybe I, I a third one. Like, I, don't, I don't even know. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I think they're ready to go right now, man. Like they're, they're built. They do win. need. I, I saw this one yesterday. I will say this: nothing's wrong with that offense defensively. Brandon Graham's getting old. Fletcher Cox getting old. Fletcher Cox getting old. Some of those guys are—they're gonna have to try and get better. They're gonna—we don't know what's gonna happen with C.J. Uh, Gardner Johnson, James Bradbury. I'm—I'm I'm assuming out of those two guys, uh, James Bradbury out of there, C.J. stays. But Brandon Graham and and, and Fletcher Cox—they aren't the same guys as they were before. Like when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, how many years ago was that? Five years ago. Five years ago, something like that. Five years ago, those guys are not the same guys as they as they were five years ago. They're getting old. You and, saw and, it I mean, yesterday. They're not, they're not gonna have a Sue. I mean, I mean, the, I mean, this they this is a team that went all in, but they're gonna be good next season too. They have draft capital. I am, yeah. Uh, final thought. Also, TJ brought up a good point in one of the group chat. Like this field conditions on the game that they were playing. Not good, if that's what you want to say in general. Like people slipping all over the place. I mean, he had Jake Elliott when he was kicking the ball off, just slipped on that on the field. What did you guys think about the field conditions of this game? Mm. Um, so that's that's natural grass, right? They they um, it's not field turf or anything like that. They uh, they uh, they pull that field out every day to get sunshine. Um, I. I, I honestly don't. I don't. I don't know what the problem is over there uh, in Arizona. I mean, we've seen it all season. Uh, teams complain about that field all season. It's super slippery. It's it's you know, it's not a good. It doesn't have good grip. Um, so I, I don't know what they're gonna have to do. Groundskeepers, you know, probably gonna get fired. I don't know. Putting too much water on the field. I don't know. I really don't understand it. I've never seen a player slip this much as I did during that Super Bowl. Like, it was just every play, it felt like there was somebody sliding on, on the field. Uh, Christian, thoughts? Yeah, um, the NFL has to do something about about this field conditioning thing for, for all stadiums in the league because this messes with a, a player's livelihood. He shreds his knee, you know, and he's not the same player after. This is a lawsuit. Potentially. Um, yeah, 100%. I'm hearing, I'm hearing that, you know, the NFL spent $800,000 on the field. I'm just like, where? Where? $8. Oh, that's a natural field. That's natural grass. Too. It's not field turf or anything, that's man. Crazy. That's sod. That's, they pull that field out every, for 12 hours out the day to get sunlight every yeah, they, day. Yeah, they, they, like, roll, roll it out. like They roll it out in Arizona. I don't know if it's maybe the heat, the moisture. I'm not sure, but it's it's not a good. I mean, even Soldier Fields field sucks too. I mean, that 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 field's not good. That turf's not good. I mean, 
Uh, I mean, everybody complains about Green the, Bay, the, the Met- Meadowlands or that stadium now, whatever the Meadowlands. And, and, and everybody you know, definitely I, complains about field turf. They hate field turf in the NFL. Everybody, like, every NFL player wants natural grass, but they want to complain about natural grass that they slip so much on it. And then they, you know, and then and then they complain about the field turf because it's it's it, it's too it has too much grip, you know. It's like it's all like I, the carpet with tires under it. All I know is I play when I play, we you know we played on on natural grass and I never had a problem with it. And I think that's what the NFL just need. The NFL well, yeah. down that route. Well, you're lucky, Christian, because you know what I you know what I played it. You know what my home my home stadium was AstroTurf. Ah oh, man, and, and that's and that's rough. That's rough. That's a concrete slab under there with carpet over it. That's rough. That's rough. Well, final thoughts for the Super Bowl. Great game. One of the three three best Super Bowls I've seen. And I was telling my mom the three best Super Bowls I've seen have all taken place in Arizona. Hmm. That's, that's an fun. interesting take. The Patriots and the Seahawks, and then I think you know the other one I'm about to say, y'all. Uh, <laughs> the David Tyree catch. It, you look, look, it, it was a catch, okay? It was. That was a hell. Of, that was a hell of a catch. Um, yeah, no, this was a this was an amazing game. I mean, uh, this was this is this is why you pay. This is why Andy Reid's a Hall of Famer. This had everything in it. I mean, the Chiefs won on all three phases of the game. They had the two sacks. They had two sacks. I mean, it was like two pushouts, but they had two sacks to zero sacks to the Philadelphia Eagles. The coaching changes that Andy Reid made in the second half, they scored on every single possession that they had in the second half. They knew that that they could not waste not one possession against Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. The defense came up big on a couple possessions against the Eagles where you know when they feel that when the Chiefs were making their comeback and they they came out at a half and they scored a touchdown to kind of bring it in within three, the the Chief, uh, the Eagles came down and they couldn't they couldn't score right they 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 were the possession was dragged stalled yeah, out they, they had to punt that's when they got the the return by uh, Kadarius Tony yep yep and then and yep so 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 my whole thing is is that you know this game was is one of, is one of the best Super Bowls you know I've seen um I don't know if it's the greatest Super Bowl I've seen. But it's one of the best. It's one of the best Super Bowls I've seen in my life. And um, Jalen Hurts, you know, he he, you know, if 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 they could give a Super Bowl MVP to a losing team, they would have gave it to him because he yeah. was literally the best player on the field on offense, defense. It doesn't matter, special teams. But uh, yeah, Kansas City won it all three phases of the game. We say it. That's how you win championships. But Andy Reid's coaching in the second half was 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 just. That that has to be talked about more and more. Um, you know, Pat Mahomes didn't have his greatest game. You know, in my opinion, he only had 180 yards, three touchdowns, right? Three passing touchdowns, three total yeah. touchdowns. Yep. But still, he wasn't making the big big plays down the field like you like like you're used to. And Andy Reid put his team in position. I mean, the two you know unlikeliest guys to score uh, big touchdowns down the stretch: Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore, who I was talking about preseason, right? For the Kansas City Chiefs, he yeah. finally showed up, David. My Ricky finally showed up in the biggest game of the year. So, um, yeah, I gotta get it. To- <laughs> one, one catch, catch. One- he, hey, one catch, and he, he showed up. He showed up, David. He showed up the week, the week in the AMC Championship. He had the big punt return. So, anyways, I love, I love this game. This was a hell of a game. I lost a lot of money. It's all good. 
Um, so yeah, Eagles will be back. Jalen Hurts will win another. He'll win a Super Bowl one day. He reminds me a lot. Hey, I'll give you guys this comparison before we go out. Jalen Hurts reminds me a lot of Steve Young, a young Steve Young. When Steve Young could throw it and he could and he could run and kill you with his legs, Jalen Hurts is a faster, stronger Steve Young. That's all had, I gotta say. If you had to pick one of these two teams that'll be back to the Super Bowl next year, who would be your if you if you had to bet? Who do you think is it's the be Philadelphia Philadelphia Eagles? I also think it's gonna be the Eagles, Christian. I'm against you guys. I'm gonna say Kansas City because of two words, Patrick. Mahomes, seriously. I mean, he's a difference maker. He he's the best quarterback in the league, and he takes them as they go as far as he takes them. Yeah. Only only reason I didn't I wouldn't pick Kansas City to go back again because he's just got so many talented quarterbacks on his side of the on his on his side. He's got Josh Allen. He's got Justin Herbert. He's got Jay. Uh, he's got Burrow. I mean, he's got three four guys. Trevor Lamar Jackson. Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. I mean, he's got. So many quarterbacks over there that can that can go tip for tap with them at times. So we'll yeah, see. but the thing, but the thing with Buffalo, and we talk about it all the time. If if Josh Allen isn't bailing them out, they're not going to win. I mean, look at that divisional game against Cincinnati. Cincinnati neutralized them. They took away his running lanes. They kept him in the pocket. And I'm gonna keep saying it. The Bills need a three down back. They don't have that. They need a guy that can consistently run the football. I know Kansas City doesn't run the ball a lot, but when they have to, they run the football. They can. They can this year. They did this year. They, they, they did this Clyde year. Clyde Edwards Clyde Edwards probably, I don't know what's going to happen with him. He's dying. He's odd man out of the rotation. He about to file. He about to file for unemployment. No, he's not. Right, he's, right, right. He's still under a fully guaranteed rookie contract. I said what going, I said. Yeah, he is. He's not going nowhere. I'm just saying he's not a real team. Hey, hey, and shout out to Melvin Gordon getting cut and winning the Super Bowl, baby. Hell yeah. Good he's like him. he's like the guy. He's like the guy where you did a group project and you see just stuck his name on the group project. A plus, baby. Uh, but yeah, this has been our Super Bowl 57 recap. Uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us all season long as we have broken down every single game in the National Football League. Uh, this has been presented by Prime Sports World. Please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Um, we are also we're going to continue our content here uh, tomorrow. Uh, we're going to break down all of the awards that were given out on Friday night. So we're going to talk about all that. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some off-season preview stuff. Uh, so keep an eye for all that content. And of course, we're going to bring you the crossover and the college basketball show. Um, so the content does not stop here at Prime Sports World. Um, so that's a guarantee. That's guarantee, Charles, baby. Charles oh, Barkley likes to say, guarantee. Guarantee. And, and, and on, point, on point wrestling entertainment is definitely bringing you some heat as well, baby. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I'll be on here and there, like, during the offseason, man. It's been fun. I got to thank you guys for always having me on. Um, And, of course, I'll be back next season. Like, I wouldn't have it any other way. Prime, the Prime, every Monday and Tuesday. And then doing a college football showdown with the CEO every Friday night. Man, I can't wait to get back to it. But it's been a fun year. Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. And congratulations to the Georgia Bulldogs on winning their national championship as well. Well, yeah, I've been David Hoffman right there as the CEO of Prime Sports World, Mr. Israel Rivera. And from the Daily Blitz.blog, Mr. Christian Simpson. And gentlemen, what we do here at the Prime, my friends. 
Izzy about to get talked to because he disrespected <laughs> Tony. Like, nah, hey, no, 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 no. We 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 be pretty disrespectful. Hey, I, I, I could do that. <laughs> I, I I could do that. I I could I could disrespect Tony because you know what, Travis Kelsey is. Uh, he he was about to say something super disrespectful. He got Good. caught. Good. See, see, <laughs> see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David, David, man. But nah, I appreciate you. Love you, brother. Thank Love you. Love you too, brother. Man. See you guys later. Y'all have a good night. <laughs> yeah, we'll be talking. And we bring the heat here at Prime Sports World. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see you guys later, man. Yep. <laughs>